it almost feels like a quest to me as well. Like, I'm yeah, on true. this quest to go find this treasure, and then eventually when I get it... My friend, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I am Guy Grumpy, co-host along with my good friend Noodle Swoop. Hello. And this is episode 251. We have today the sensational Sway Bay uh, to talk about her recent rebranding, Battlegrounds in general, TwitchCon, BlizzCon, and any other topics that might strike our fancy. But Sway Bay, would you care to reintroduce yourself to our audience? Absolutely. Hi, uh, I'm Sway. <laughs> that was a really lovely introduction. Um, I have a lot to talk about with conventions and stuff and, you know, just a big fan of Hearthstone and, of course, a big fan of uh, Guy Grumpy and Noodle Swoop. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, so thanks for that. Uh, before we get too much deeper, though, I do want to give a huge shout out to our patrons, James W., Beef Squatch, and Ridiculous Hat. Your continued support is very much appreciated. And for anyone else that would like to join them and get our gratitude on the podcast, hop on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone and sign up for just $1 a month. All right. So since this is the happy hearthstone and it wouldn't be that if we didn't share or ooze our happiness. Sway, what's been bringing you joy lately? Uh, you know, I really love traveling and it's been really nice to, uh, as we brought up the cons already, it's been really nice to go to TwitchCon, be excited for BlizzCon. I feel like the conventions are really coming back in full swing and uh, getting to experience them so close together and meet so many members of the community has been so fulfilling and like my heart is so full. I'm so excited for BlizzCon. Likewise, likewise. Noodle, how about you? So I have like too many things that are making me happy. If that's if that's a place to be, I'm, I'm glad to be there. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll say my smallest thing because we're going to talk about the cons too. Um, but right now, it's as we're leading into the Halloween season, um, I actually got to carve pumpkins for some of my favorite streamers. And I even got to do one for Sway. I did one for Guy. I also have done a couple others for a few others in the community. And I still have a couple more to work on. And I really love doing it. It's just that small little artistic detail that I just really, really enjoy. So um, that's what's making me happy at the moment. So Guy, what's making you happy? You know, it's the same thing, honestly. It's your pumpkins. Uh, so I love the fall <laughs> in general. You know, just had my birthday recently. Uh, and, you know, having you carve that pumpkin the day after and and share it on, on Twitter was really special. And it was a murloc from uh, my old emotes that Noodle had created for me. So uh, it makes it even more special. And then seeing the, the other ones come for Sway and Clark Hellscream and Dexter, all who I'm going to get to see at BlizzCon next week, uh, is really exciting. And I can't wait to... To, to see everyone so it's just increased my excitement for the the new con so uh, thank you very much noodle awesome those awesome. pumpkins are so beautiful oh my gosh you're so talented i like my i tweeted that my jaw was on the floor it, it, like not literally because i think that's probably bad for your health but it was so close to literally on the floor it was so beautiful well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I mean, I sometimes feel like I'm just a tracer when it comes down to it, but um, I do appreciate that my effort at least is is recognized with that. Listen, so when you. I try to carve a pumpkin, it ends up being just like a giant hole because all of the carvings like turn into one carving. So I just kind of make a circle in a pumpkin. <laughs> Likewise, I might get a triangle uh, for a or something, but 
<laughs> so we, uh, I guess I'll make sure to put the in the show notes links to uh, some of my Twitter posts so people can check out those pumpkins. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Definitely. But with that too, I mean that that brings us to talking about a little bit of the conics. I mean, it's way you kind of talked about that too with TwitchCon. TwitchCon was just recently held in Vegas, um, in which a lot of the local, I say local, it's like we're worldwide streamers actually game together locally in in Las Vegas. Um, I got to meet a whole bunch of streamers uh, to include Swebe, which was great. Um, but also got to meet Pocky and Terry Sang. And uh, I think Sway, you even got to meet with Ali Straza. I even think, you know what? I think Dexter was there, although I happened to miss him as he happened to sneak through uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> so a chance to kind of get get together and connect with some of those uh, in our community that are streaming. Uh, it was just all around a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Did it inspire you? Did it inspire you to get back into streaming then, Noodle? Um, actually, I I definitely think uh, it's gotten me to look back at like maybe there's a way I can do like two streams in a week. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, from a real perspective, it was a little bit overstimulating. Um, I mean, Vegas itself, I haven't personally spent a ton of time in, uh, and oh my gosh, that city is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so having a TwitchCon there, which already is a convention that, you know, has so many people to meet things to do. And then you put it in a city where like, I, is it, is that the city that never sleeps? Is that Vegas? Uh, that's that technically New York, New York but uh, Vegas also never sleeps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like everything's open to like all the time and just, you, you can be out until at, 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 at any hour and there will be other people out. It's crazy. Uh, and you know, I, I moved across three time zones as well. So, you know, sleep schedules, who needs them? But it was a, it was a very overstimulating and fulfilling weekend for sure. So did you get off of the convention floor much to explore the city or were you pretty much, uh, stuck between the hotel and the convention just because of all the other things to do? Um, I, I personally feel like I actually spent like, probably 50 50 in terms of convention floor versus like out and about there were you know plenty of networking events out and about in the city and uh i definitely got to experience the whole this is a walkable thing in vegas uh which is so deceiving because usually it is never walkable we see a sign that's like two miles away but it looks like it's like three blocks away so you're like i'll walk there 45 <laughs> minutes later you're like i'm almost there <laughs> uh, yeah we used to have uh, conventions uh on a yearly basis when i uh, worked for a large company and uh, we called them vegas blocks it's like oh yeah it's only three blocks away but it's a couple of miles it feels <laughs> It's so like, yeah, and it's so visually deceiving. Like it looks so close by, but it was it was nice to to get out and see things. It's probably the most I've ever seen Vegas, and I would probably like to return in like a year after I have time to recover. <laughs> yeah, or take a if it's in Vegas again, uh, take a couple extra days to explore because there is really a lot to do. Um, it's one of my favorite places to visit. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. So did either of you get to see the sphere uh, on the inside or just from the external? I actually got to go inside. Um, I got tickets to go see the postcard from Earth. Uh, not the actual U2 concert, because those tickets were um, just outside of my price range. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually took took me and a couple of my friends and we went in to see the show. It was phenomenal it, it's like a fully immersive experience is the best way to explain it it's just imax on steroids yeah like getting to the point where you feel like an elephant's about to crush you like pretty cool <laughs> wow. um especially because the the ground itself shakes and you're like i'm tiny oh. please don't oh yeah haptic me. that's right it's that's it's, crazy it's so immersive um but definitely something i would suggest people ch check out once and go and do because it's a, a lot of fun in fact I, I i just enjoyed even taking pictures outside of the sphere let alone going inside was a totally different experience oh yeah yeah can i please tell you when i first saw the sphere like when i saw pictures of the sphere i am not lying i thought it was photoshopped yeah it, it definitely looked like uh 
when I first saw it too, that it was not possibly real, but it's so expensive that now I can believe it's real. Right. <laughs> $2 billion, I think. So, Whew. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I like the only, the, I mean, I, uh, the Twitch party was in at Meow Wolf or, um, area 15. Um, mm-hmm. and that has Meow Wolf in it. And mm-hmm. that was a very like, uh, immersive experience. Uh, mm-hmm. immersive in the way that like it was cool and things were happening around you I had no idea what was going on the entire time but it was pretty <laughs> that's how I feel about some of the Cirque du Soleil's out there too is that there's audience uh, uh, level um, things happening that you just get surrounded and it's definitely a, a fun place to catch entertainment absolutely so that's the biggest thing I think with some of those conventions is sometimes it feels overwhelming. I, I sway you said you did like 50, 50. I think mine was more like 25% TwitchCon and 75% Vegas, but I I've lived in Vegas. So I always have these like check marks that I have to like go and do. And actually mm-hmm. what was weird to me is that all the check marks that I normally go and do, I didn't do, but instead found awesome other things to do. So it was kind of exciting that way. And I can only think that even as we're going forward into BlizzCon, now there'll be a whole new checklist that you have to like set up and maybe you'll find those things and maybe you'll find something different too. So it's fun and exciting going forward as well. Vegas changes so fast uh, versus Anaheim. Like even after not having been to Anaheim for BlizzCon for several years, the last time it was still very familiar looking for all of the same things where when Sway had asked before TwitchCon what she should do in Vegas, I was checking out all the like old restaurants that I would go to and like Todd English's pub was closed down and there is a Bobby Flay restaurant that I used to go to that's no longer there. So it's like all of these things. Yeah, you'd have to find something new, but uh since it's always changing there's always something new yeah oh yeah absolutely all the the newest the best chefs and restaurants showing up in vegas all the time for sure definitely one of like the the foodie cities of the u.s i think for sure so what was your favorite part of twitchcon though specifically uh noodle you want to go first um, so my favorite part of TwitchCon would actually be outside of the con, and that was hanging out with Sway and going to this uh, concert event called Emo Night Brooklyn, and it was amazing. It was like all the music that I grew up listening to and loving and hanging out with people in this concert venue where they're just playing the music and everybody's singing the songs to each other. And on top of it, to like share that excitement for those songs with Sway. It was just a magical night. Oh my gosh, yes. I have such a fond memory of that night. And uh, emo nights are something that I, I frequent. Uh, I am definitely a, a not a phase kid or whatever you want to call it. But I, I, I love going to those things. I love that kind of music even still. And uh, I think it's just a really fun experience because it's not like a concert. Like you're not even even when you go to a concert, often you're like singing your favorite songs back to the band. But this is very like, you know, you're you're with your friends, you're having a good time and you're you're just enjoying the music together. It's, it, it was so much fun. Nice. But also, I think my favorite part is that that was definitely one of my favorite parts as well. And hanging out with the noodle was everything. It was so fun. Um I just really like that. That was probably my favorite part is meeting everyone. Like I really thoroughly enjoyed getting the chance to put a username to a face or like there were there were a few people that I had never seen because they did not stream and I got to meet them. And that was really cool. Uh, just just getting to to make that like in-person connection because, you know, we all we all interact online all the time. And our, so much of everything that we do is, you know, on our phones or on the computer. So just being in person and seeing each other in person felt so special. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I recall that from the last times uh, I got to go to some of those fun cons, just seeing those people. So did you have a uh, community event or something specific for your community where people could come and meet you or? I kind of failed on that. <laughs> I, I did not plan well enough ahead of time, but thankfully was able to like connect with everyone more or less. There, there were a few people that unfortunately I missed and I, w- I felt really bad about uh, but aside from that, w- was able to at least, you know, touch base very briefly, take some pictures, hang out for for a little bit. Um, but it was it was there was so much to do. There was so much to see. And I felt like even though I used my time as well as I possibly could, I still didn't get to do or see everything I wanted. 
I think I didn't go to a single panel and I had like six panels a day that I wanted to go to. It was crazy. <laughs> there was too much to do. That was my experience at TwitchCon too. I think I probably spent more time outside of the con just with people that I had uh, arranged to meet beforehand. So uh, all the panels just kind of, I was like, oh, I can watch those online later because it's included with your badge, right? So <laughs> I didn't know that. Wait, is that still a thing? <laughs> I'm not oh. sure for this one. I didn't I didn't look into it, but you you definitely should. <laughs> I very much should. That That gives me some hope because I was kind of excited for some of those. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, you bet. And so how are you correcting this for BlizzCon? Um, do you have something set up for that already or you have to do that over the next few days? Uh, <laughs> I am a little bit of a procrastinator. I, I have to do that over the next few days as well. Um, <laughs> I've, I've tried really hard to make sure that I'm like, OK, here's a day where I can spend some time and, uh, you know, get a little community meet up together. But I also feel like so much of like, I mean, what what we all are like a Hearthstone community, right? Like mm -hmm. there, there are people that hang out in ch some chats more than others, some streams more than others, play some game modes more than others. But at the end of the day, I feel like the Hearthstone community is very integrated, you know? Absolutely. So I think just hanging out at the little, if they have the tavern there this year, going to hang out there for a while, do some, uh, some firesides. Yeah. It's the, well, there's no firesides anymore, but <gasps> Right. Um, oh, no. My heart. It's breaking. I forgot. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Breaking my heart again. <laughs> oh, no. OK. Oh, man. But we'll still have a chance to play. And there there should be some really interesting things uh, there. They've uh, announced that the demo is going to be really special. So I have no idea what that might be. I'm kind of guessing it goes around the battlegrounds uh teaser that they had put out that there's information coming soon so i'm kind of excited to see what that might be i'm so excited for that do you have insider information i wish i did <laughs> I, w I would love to like be like oh it's gonna be so good but i have no idea i'm hoping it's like like a sandbox mode i've been talking about this on stream forever i would love a sandbox mode in battlegrounds where you can like you know, create like like pick the the minion types that are in. Pick your conditionals. Just get to like play casual games. I, that would be a dream come true. I'm not sure. We'll see. But I, that's my that's my prediction, and my hope and my dreams. <laughs> nice. Do you have any thoughts on that noodle? What you think is coming? As far as for battlegrounds, yeah. I I hope it's something more along the lines of like uh, duos, like because one mm. of the things that I really really enjoyed uh before was like teaming up with chuckmate and doing like battlegrounds together in teams so if you could have like somebody that's on your team and like you have team health and team like resources that i think that'd be kind of cool that's so sick i don't know how they do it but i'm sure there's a way it would be interesting would be my thoughts, uh, I already shared this on Twitter, but I, I really think they're going to go to, it, uh, well, two things. One, I think they're going to introduce a battle royale mode where you have 64 player lobbies that, and that with some twists. I don't know what those twists would necessarily be, but I think that they're going to go wide scale for, for that. And then I think they're going to come up with a kind of a paid mode with rewards as well. Um, again, not sure what those rewards would be specific to Battlegrounds, but it feels like uh, there's a, an opportunity for better monetization than just the cosmetics. And uh, I think they may have figured something out for that. Uh, you both okay. just blew my mind. I want you to know that. I hadn't, neither of those thoughts had occurred to me. And both of those sound so cool, like duo lobbies or like a, like a Battle Royale kind of, oh, that's so sick. I, I think a paid mode makes makes the most more most sense though. I think guys onto something there, like being oh, able for to, sure. to monetize battlegrounds in a very specific way, especially if you make it like some sort of like tiered progression where there is a number one and someone knows who the number one is, and like you got to pay to get in there to be able to take them down from number one. I think that that would entice people to uh, play that very specific mode too oh yeah, yeah. An endless mode where uh, you have just a king of the hill that's always there and everyone else jumps in at whatever tier that would be fun yeah that would be cool i i do believe like I, I think that battlegrounds in general like as a game has so much support behind it from the community there's so many people that play it and i think that um 
the, the monetization model for it right now doesn't support the amount of attention it actually gets from the community. So I think that's a, a really good concept too. I also think that they're going to do some more monetization on the standard side uh, as well. Um, maybe not a tournament mode, but something more akin to a permanent um, uh, Brawliseum uh, where you can enter and oh. go through a you know twelve wins three loss scenario um, for some extra cash uh, to kind of infuse that and give people that tournament style feel. That that would be interesting. And maybe even they're going to do the same thing with like arena too, where they put like a little bit more of a cost up front for like getting in. But then that also would detract from bots being necessarily running over and to where it's like the arena players can't hardly even play because it's always either you're facing the very best deck or you're not facing anything at all. Yeah, that's a I, I feel like there's so much I mean, they've they've experimented a lot with the like the deck building aspect or like the drafting um, and especially with the recent addition of, well, is it recent? I actually have no concept of time of, uh, of twist. So I, I think in general, like they've definitely ventured into different ways that they can go with, uh, with, uh, the card collection aspect. So I'm curious to see where else they could take it. And you have to figure that there's a little bit more focus on that as people have moved toward the battlegrounds as the primary mode, um, that, they want to bring people back to buying packs and, and things. So I, I do expect we'll see some really cool announcements on how they're going to, to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite curious about that. I mean, I, I, I personally, I don't know how other people do this. I can't focus on multiple game modes at once. Like usually whenever battlegrounds, like I, I learned the meta and in the first couple of weeks, like figured it out ish and then could kind of play multiple modes with anomalies since there's new things happening every week and we're getting a lot of like minion updates as well. There's just so much changing for me that I really can't delegate the, the mental space to multiple game modes anymore. That's fair. I've been running into much the same uh, issue, uh, partly time-based since I've stopped streaming, then uh, I don't have as much time that I dedicate to just sitting down and doing it. So uh, when I play one mode for a month and then like twist the meta changes and it's or doesn't change enough, uh, then uh, I want to go to a different mode. But then you have to start over with the new star bonuses and things like that. So I feel right. like I'll always have room for Battlegrounds as a casual mode uh, to, you know, just go and goof around and not really care as much uh, and then have one mode that I can focus on a month. Just uh, it, it, it feels bad that you can't experience it all. But like you said, the, it can get kind of overwhelming with all of the changes, new minions and battlegrounds, new um, sets coming very quickly, the mini sets, the you know, events. And um, there's definitely a lot more to do uh, on a month to month basis in Hearthstone uh, at the moment than there ever has been before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, a lot to keep track of. And heck, then we even have new expansions that happen to come out even faster than previously. So then that's also another thing that that gets our attention as well. And I got to say, I love the theme on the new set. So hopefully that gets uh, pushed to some of the others. But the the Wild West theme, um, seeing the cosmetics and uh, just the artwork on it is bringing me a lot of happiness as well lately. Makes me want to come out with my... Texas accent. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That was so good. Y'all don't even understand here. I used to live in Kentucky. That's how I used to talk. I'm dying. This is amazing. <laughs> Next, you're going to be telling me that y'all going to be fixing to put a whooping down on somebody. Oh, <laughs> oh you best believe it, boy. <laughs> oh, Y'all are too much. <laughs> I got tears in my eyes. Well, with that, we do know that Showdown in the Badlands is the next expansion for Hearthstone, in which the Blackrock Mining Company found powerful Azrite in the Badlands. They're digging deep and bleeding the land dry, disrupting the Badlands and awakening slumbering elementals. Now, mysterious outlaws are riding into town to set things right, Tumbleweeds roll by and high noon looms. Grab your horse and your hat. It's nearly time for Showdown in the Badlands. 
and so with that, we also have the introduction of new keywords like quick draw. Which quick draw is whenever new cards are added to your hands. Quick draw is a keyword that has a special bonus. If they're played the turn they enter your hand, you can fire off your cards for maximum effect. Like our card Dehydrate, the three mana shaman spell, common spell with lifesteal, deal four damage to a minion and the quick draw, it only costs one. Now this is one I think is going to be a permanent keyword coming out of this because it's just so powerful and common sense for the card game industry yeah absolutely i i was gonna try to do an accent and then i realized i definitely should not do that you guys are crushing it i'm gonna just stick to my my sway voice here (laughs) give it a shot and we'll edit it out if we don't like it (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know where to start (laughs) but like the the initial like from what i see of this card i don't know why it kind of reminds me of like outcast right because when you draw something unless you're drawing multiple things at once, which I mean definitely does happen. But if you draw this and then it's quick draw, it's it's going to be in outcast position. So like that was my first thought and it reminded me of, um, shoot, is it I-Beam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it initially reminded me of. But I really like this this mechanic. It's a really, really cool mechanic for sure. It's I think it's interesting too, because so, like quick draw doesn't necessarily always mean that that's what you want to do as well. They They kind of like make you make that choice because also when you look at the when you look at the warlock spell the three mana uh, epic spell trolley problem discard your lowest cost spell summon two three three tram cars with rush but quick draw you don't discard so with that uh the Warlock also has some discard synergies where there's cards that you actually do want to discard from your hand, and that has targeted discard as well for the lowest cost spell. So it allows some of that like push and pull of like, okay, well, I did draw this immediately. I want to use it right away. Oh, I did draw this immediately. I actually want to hold on to it. Uh, so it's really kind of uh, interesting how it all works, and it's all dependent on what's in your hand at the time as well, at least for the Warlock one. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see how exactly it all works out for all the various cards that happen to come, you know, in the set. Uh, I'll be excited to see how they work that out. Yeah, so far this seems like a definitely, like, um, one of those, like, extra level of thinking, but really, really valuable game mechanics. And yeah, I see most of the time that they're going to be obvious that you want to use it on the quick draw, but definitely something that... Uh, I see staying around for a while. And then we have the next keyword, which is excavate. So the Black Rock Mining Company, they're after, well, treasures, of course. So they're going to excavate using that keyword excavate to find treasures. And each time they excavate, they're going to get a treasure. Now, the first one's going to be one of five common mana treasures it's one mana common treasures let me say that again and the next time you excavate you're going to get one of five two mana rare treasures and then the third time you're going to get one of five three mana epic treasures and then the fine finally after that the fourth time you're going to get a legendary treasure that is specific to your class now i really liked this keyword when they first uh, announced it and i think that as a set mechanic it's going to be a lot of fun do you know what classes are going to be affected by this i haven't uh, dug in deep enough to see i know it's not all of them so specifically it's going to be death knight mage rogue warlock and warrior those are all the five classes that are working for the black rock mining company nice that's amazing So there's definitely a lot of power here. The Warlock one, the Warlock Legendary scares me um, a bit. It's a you know, 20 uh, life swing. Uh, but apart from that, uh, I'm excited for this, uh, this keyword. I really like the concept of like upgradable things in the game. And this is exactly that. You know, it's a thing that you can consistently upgrade throughout your game and then get the legendary. And anytime that there's something like that, I feel like it adds another level of kind of like valuing things. I mean, like Astalor is the the legendary Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of where, you know, with the the mana thirst. Am I is that the one I'm thinking of? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm names. It's. Names are tough for me, uh, but Astalor having that mana thirst and just the the upgrade ability of it, like 
one of my favorite minions. And I just really enjoyed that concept. So excavating looks really, really fun. Yeah, and kind of reminds you of Jade's. It almost feels like a quest to me as well. Like, I'm yeah, on true. this quest to go find this treasure. And then eventually when I get it, Eureka, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very, very like quest liney for sure. But without having to spend that one mana, right? And exactly. It, and, and I also feel like the excavating minions that that we've seen so far uh, from Showdown in the Badlands aren't actually like terrible cards to play either. Like they're mm-hmm. not incredibly strong for their cost, but they're not weak either. Like just a little bit of a stat difference, but you're going to get that benefit of those treasures as well. So, right. I'm definitely excited for it. Although I, I think I'm a little more excited to see how the outlaws fare because the outlaws are set up to be the, well, <laughs> you know, those outlaws, they tend to be <laughs> some rascally varmints. They're, they're actually going to be for <laughs> Druid, for Demon Hunter, for Hunter, Paladin, Priest, and Shaman. And those specific outlaws, they're set up that if they have no duplicates in their deck, they get a powerful legendary that also is going to have a powerful effect, much like uh, third in the lost for Hunter. He's a four mana, three, four legendary with a battle cry. If you have no duplicates, gain immune this turn and attack all enemies. I loved Highlander decks. I think that's when I really actually started getting into Hearthstone, when uh, Highlander decks were a thing. And I am so happy that we're having those no-duplicate decks again. I have no comment. It's uh, reminding me of Reno, Reno which I, I was not a fan of. Okay, fair. <laughs> it, you know, it just brings me to, to a fond place of learning how to play Hearthstone, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. I, I I personally am excited because for me, that means for Paladin, I'm getting another Sir Finley guard. <laughs> 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 Which makes me super excited because, you know, I, I at least, Guy, you can be excited. I know that you like Sir Finley. I do like Sir Finley. <laughs> I missed your Murloc voice. <laughs> I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> So I, I'm personally excited for that. I, I know that Paladin's going to end up being one of those classes that's also going to go with the Highlander kind of build. I'm excited to see what, what the end result is. Hopefully it's not just change my hero power, but instead like something even even more exciting. Because so far, every single one of these uh, legendaries, in, including at least the Badland Savior, uh, has powerful effects. At least is a 8-mana 5-5 five, five with a battle cry. If your deck has no duplicates, summon four four copies of four random minions in your deck, which got power crept a little bit by the uh, the uh, quick draw um, uh, warlock card, right? Because uh, they got multiple mines three threes with rush versus just kind of whatever you've got left in your deck. You talking about the the trolley problem or? Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that quick draw or is that? Uh... Yeah, it has a quick draw. And then there's also the tram conductor as well. Uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, the tram conductor says if you've excavated twice, summon six, Excavate. three, three tram yeah, cars yeah. with rush. That guy's crazy. Like he just like pulls out a train out of nowhere, <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> kind of cool. Like it's a, like a board clear, but with like cars. I, I, I'm kind of excited for that because it reminds me of the, uh, the Dark Moon Fair. And they had the the all the Ooh. riders that were on the runaway mm-hmm. roller coaster. Yes. I love that one. So um, kind of excited to see that again. It also kind of reminds me of uh, the Soul Shard one with Melicia. Mm-hmm. So totally. uh, kind of had that with the souls where they would they would end up being clear as well. So um, it's it's kind of cool to see that seven mana slot filled again uh, in that kind of vein. But with the idea of, well, you need to excavate in order to to get that powerful swing turn. Um, yeah, I guess. I, definitely excited for that. But I, I think Elise stands a better chance because, I mean, you think about it, right? Like, you're talking about four or four copies of four random minions in your deck. You can ensure that you're having, like, your your Titan in there. You could have Yogg in there. You could have, like, uh, your Colossal in there. Four or four copies of those things still pretty strong especially when you can 
potentially make a copy of it using the um, the two mana spell. That that was a another uh, like finale card. Just can't oh. think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. It's it's also reminding me a little bit of um I think it's uh t- tiny tinker or tinker toys or something in in shaman mm-hmm. where you get to um summon some copies and then like transform them. Yeah, uh power cords synchronize. Like you could also Ooh, synchronize yes, yes, yes. like one of those cards back to your hand as well like in a 10 mana turn. So there's there's some possibilities for uh that that legendary to be really broken. <laughs> There's definitely possibilities, but at one extra mana and the drawback of having to be Highlander, it makes it less consistent, maybe, yeah, is where I'm fair. kind of worried. True. Yeah, I mean, the the last time Highlander was a thing, it, the game was in a much different place, so having to dig through your deck at this point could be incredibly detrimental. I, I think it'll be interesting, though. Will Highlander stand that test, right? Like... Of sure. Now that everything's where it's at, will we actually be able to do this? <laughs> right. right. I'm excited. Me too. So with that, that there'll be more announcements about the new expansion as we go into BlizzCon. And also that expansion is going to release on November 14th. So it's just around the corner. That new expansion, though, did give us a new look. And speaking of new looks, Sway, you just went through a new look with kind of doing a kind of rebranding with your stream channel. You want to talk to us a little bit about that rebranding and kind of what you, what steps you took to do that? Yeah. Um, so I feel like the, anytime, you know, you build your, your Twitch channel, you kind of pick a focus on what you want to do. Uh, my original like whole theme was basically I had these like headphones that were very uncomfortable but they looked like donuts and i thought they were adorable um and that's what i used to wear when i started streaming and then uh i kind of grew out of those and i mean i I broke those headphones so uh but like the the donut thing kind of stuck so everything was was donut themed on my channel because you know we talk about food a lot and donuts are cute and i had the donut headphones so there there was a lot of like background to it but then you know uh, uh this is I feel like this is a a big deal, but donuts are not my favorite thing. I actually don't love donuts. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. I've been living a lie. So I decided that maybe it was time to, you know, move away from the donuts and uh, change everything to more of like a like a synthwave kind of neon, um, that, that, that kind of aesthetic. Uh, I chose a aesthetic over uh, a food item. And kind of changed, I had like a channel currency for donuts and changed that to sound waves and created a soundboard, um, which people seem to be enjoying where they can trigger, like they can clip a, a moment where I say something silly and then I add it to the soundboard and then they can play that moment back whenever they want to using their sound waves. Uh, so it, it's just a fun little interactive part of stream. And I've been trying to overall uh, incorporate more interactive things. You can like turn the lights out in my room and things like that. Uh, you can change um some of my scenes on like my streaming software. So uh, whenever I'm sad, there's a sad sway scene where there's it, it rains. My uh, webcam turns into black and white and uh, there's clouds over me and just <laughs> just little things like that, that I've tried to like make it more fun and interactive. That's exciting. That's, that's awesome. I mean, definitely taking that step to like go take that next leap forward is always something that I feel like even for, for myself, like here, we've talked about it and kind of led people into, we have some ideas for the happy Hearthstone going forward of what we want to do. But like to take that leap sometimes is it feels like, well, I'm comfortable here. Right. Even though I don't like donuts, these <laughs> donuts, uh, you know, are, are comfortable. It's something I know. And to take right. that next step and go, well, I'm going to go ahead and, and break out a little bit and try something new. It's always a little scary, right? Because that that other side over there, that's unknown. You don't know if people are going to like it. You don't know if people are going to accept it. But you just have to like kind of take that leap. So uh, it's exciting that you've, you, you did that for yourself as well. And to also have people be receptive to that, too, is great. Yeah, I like I, I like to make my stream as like interactive and fun as possible. Um, and like, I mean, I, I play Hearthstone, but I'm definitely like there to entertain and for people to kind of take a break from their day. And I think that it's like pushing yourself to grow is so important because it's so, like you said, it's so easy to just, you know, 
this is fine. It's working fine. So why change it? And that, but you, you put in effort and you have to put in, I remember when I first set up everything, it took so long to set mm-hmm. up my stream and set up all, all the things that I had to set up. And I was like, I'm glad I'm never touching this stuff again. Uh, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> a lot of my things that I'm like rebuilding are taking a little bit more time than I wanted. So it's been like a progressive rollout of a rebrand, but you know, it, it, I rather would have things change than like, I'm a perfectionist and I try to do everything perfectly because I I won't accept less for myself, which is a very stressful place to be. And I've been trying to change that mindset and be like, okay, well, here's what I can do. And I'm going to at least do that much. I definitely commend you on that. It's one of the hardest things. I I was very much like you. I tried to keep things interactive, have a lot of different channel point redemptions and things like that to keep people engaged. But it's so hard to innovate and constantly stay relevant and even keep up on some of those things. I think I still owe someone a poem uh, from a redemption. (laughs) uh, And I haven't streamed really in like two years. So uh, uh, so commendations to you for sure for taking the risk, first of all, and then, you know, staying on top of it and being so entertaining. Thank you. It's a, uh, I, I actually, I use this bot shout out to uh, the, this mix it up bot, right? It's, it's fantastic. And I'm able to like pre-program a lot of my stuff and that like, it's probably the most customizable bot I've used. This is not an ad. I'm so sorry, but like, it's been very helpful for me because I have been able to automate a lot of things and create those situations where people can like do the do the scene things and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> It'll just do it itself, um, which is incredibly helpful because I don't think I could like your 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 channel point stuff, like your poems and things were all so personal and lovely, but they they definitely took a lot of work. And I so respect that. I just w- was running out of time, you know, like <laughs> I just didn't have time to do everything I wanted to do. Well, fortunately, you've got a whole future ahead of you where I'm really looking forward to see all those uh, additional features and things that you add. Uh, Time should not be a a uber concern for you because we all believe in you that you'll be around for quite a while. Oh, thank you. I I appreciate it. I feel... I just have felt so much like love and support in the last like couple of years since I've gone full time. And I so, so appreciate it. It's been uh, a journey and I feel like it's only going up from here. I 100 percent agree with that. I mean, that that was one of the best things about even being at TwitchCon, too, is that ability to to realize that I was able to like stop and actually thank you for everything over the years, because, you know, I've kind of been watching since the beginning so that's kind of a fun thing to see from where it was like part-time to now this full-time version is it's just phenomenal and uh i do agree with guy grumpy that we'll be watching you for years to come for sure both of you knew me in like the very early versions of of like me as a streamer and it's really fun to chat with you guys right now and it feels very full circle because i remember guy we met at blizzcon and mm-hmm. I don't think we even interacted online before that, right? No, no, it was through Chuck. Uh, he just wanted to make the introduction. So, yeah, and uh, that that was that was history. I mean, you you both have been a big part of my journey, uh, and that was gosh, twenty nineteen. So it's been four years. That's insane. That is insane. I'm really looking forward to seeing you again. It's been it's been too long since we hung out. So I know. It's, I'm I'm excited for it too. BlizzCon is going to be. I'm hoping a little less overstimulating than TwitchCon. Uh, I'm sure it will be the same amount of overstimulating, but I'm hoping that it'll like having at least the previous weekend under my belt, I'll like be more mentally prepared for it. Uh, are, what are, are you most excited for at BlizzCon? Uh, obviously seeing everybody. Um, it's It's been a long time since I've seen folks like, uh, well, you, Chuck Mate, um, Cantaloupe uh, is going to be there. Uh, you know, I haven't really been around Dexter's stream since he moved to uh, something new um, with uh, Snap. But, uh, you know, he was a great person to hang out with, too. So just really seeing everyone. Uh, I'm interested to see what the Hearthstone demo is. I'm excited to try uh, our, the Warcraft Rumble. Um, and then the... Where Jilly and I are both excited to participate in the March of the Murlocs. We've got some some things for that. 
uh, oh, still still undecided if I'm bringing my um, my costume from twenty or from two thousand eight uh, that I had made for for BlizzCon and was part of the costume contest. Um, it's pulled out so we can we can see if that makes sense to bring with us or not. Um, Wait, did you say two thousand eight? Yeah. How long have you been going to BlizzCon? Uh, so I was at the second one. Um, okay, was my first time, and then I think the. I think 2008 was maybe the third one, but I actually, uh, I think in 2018, then they had a, a remembrance book, my pictures in there. So no way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to find this picture. What? Also, I want to see this costume. I have questions. Yeah. Well, I will link it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am very excited for this. Hopefully you'll get to see it in person, because if I had any say in it and I was going to be there, I'd be like, well, you better find some space. (laughs) (laughs) I so badly, I'm kicking myself. There was like a blue Murloc onesie and Mm -hmm. I wanted to buy it because I wanted to do March of the Murlocs. And then I was like, no, I'm never going to wear it again. And I mean, maybe that would have been true, but maybe I would have worn it like every day. I don't know. And yep. it, like I could have owned a blue Murloc onesie. <laughs> we'll sink out. But now, now I have a, I have to figure out what I'm going to do for March of the Murlocs because, of course, of course, have to participate in that. Of course. <laughs> One of the best parts of the con. <laughs> well, I think we've reached the point in which uh, there's no turning back. It's time for our card of the week. Excellent. What do you got for us, Noodle? <laughs> so it's a little little bit sad, but... Um, so my card of the week is Reska, the legendary for Death Knight, actually. Um, as it is, I don't have... I can't do Paladin cards yet. Those are have not been revealed. <laughs> <laughs> so I would pick them every time, I think. And that's, I think it's good for me to branch out and and pick uh cards that are from uh other <laughs> other classes <laughs> as well. So yeah, Reska is the pit boss. It's a 20 mana, one frost rune, one unholy rune, six three undead with rush, and it costs one last for each minion that died this game, with a death rattle of take control of a random enemy minion. Spicy. And- yeah, that, so I mean that's every minion. So it's it's your minions and also the min- the your opponent's minions. But uh, like if you think about it, even your hero power alone is going to reduce the cost of Fresca. So it, it's definitely possible for him to become very very cheap. And in fact, I have this feeling that Rainbow Death Knight is going to be a thing after the inclusion of all the cards as well because there's many multi rune cards that are coming in this set for for death knight too so uh with that um i did a rendition of actually dirk Bentley, one of my favorite country singers his uh bluegrass album has a song in it called down in the mine <laughs> so, uh i felt like it was appropriate it's a little bit sad a little bit slow but you know that's all mining songs are a little bit sad and a little bit slow. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's that's where we're going with this mood. So here goes nothing. We're expecting the twang, just uh, FYI. Yep, yep, got it. So here in the Badlands, the choices are few. To keep food on the table and babies and shoes. You can grow shade leaf way back in the pines. Or work for Reska down in the mine. <laughs> oh, you'll never forget your first day on the skeleton crew. Excavating treasures to make up your dues. There's no joining the outlaws once you've made up your mind. As the tram rattles on down in the mine. Way down in the mine. Your tears turn to sludge, and you can't catch your breath for the smoke in your lungs. Loading has a right holes where only light bugs shine. Twelve hours a day, you're digging your grave way down in the mine. 
Oh my gosh. That, that was, was wonderful. That was amazing. I don't know that song, like the original version, and I don't know what words were in it, but that sounded like the correct version of that song. So 10 out of 10. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Noodle. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. And there's also a couple of references to a few other cards like Skeleton Crew. And uh, there's even a Waterlock card that has to do with Sludge. Crushed it. That was so good. Uh, that gives me an idea for the next one. So that was fantastic. You know, I, I do have to say once the the outlaws come out, then there might be a little bit more upbeat song about redemption and saving people from a life in the mind. But until then, that's that's our that's what we have is to to work for the Bloodrock Mining Company and be stuck uh, excavating treasures for them. So <laughs> this expansion is just perfect for country music. It, it, yeah, country bluegrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I personally uh, am not the biggest fan of. However, I am the biggest fan of that song. That was fantastic. That was really really good. <laughs> you know it's a I, I i felt like with halloween coming around i needed to appease evil sway instead of appeasing the regular <laughs> sway. <laughs> i feel like i just need to give context really quickly <laughs> uh, evil sway is uh is is my alter ego that uh has a mustache uh much like the evil twin in battleground stitch um and likes everything I don't like minion wise and uh, likes the music I don't like in general is like the anti sway. And um, that there has been three occasions of evil sway so far, and there's going to be another one on Halloween. Nice. And evil sway loves country music. So she does. And uh, she loves it so much that she takes her headphones off so everyone can enjoy it. And she can uh, just watch everyone enjoy it. <laughs> well you'll have to get evil sway a rendition of that uh before halloween so uh, absolutely she has, will has do a single. <laughs> all right any final closing thoughts you want to pass on to our listeners sway um just uh, i i well thank you thank you for having me i appreciate being here i uh, appreciate chatting with you i appreciate both of your friendships i think you're both just the most fantastic people and uh, reminiscing on how long I've known you all makes me feel one kind of old and two really, really thankful for you both. So I thank you for uh, having me here. Um, thanks for listening to us talk about uh, all the nonsense <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm on Twitch and YouTube and all, all the, all the things sway underscore Bay. That's me. We'll be sure to include links in the show notes. So that way all of our listeners can check you out. Thank you for listening. As a reminder, Everyone that's listening can feel free to try to reach out to either Guy Grumpy or Swaybe at BlizzCon. Uh, be able to meet them in person. And also, you can always feel free to drop us a note on either our Twitter. You can send us an email to thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. You can always leave a review on your favorite podcast source as well. That really does help other people to find the show. And it's a great way to support the show for free. But if you wanted to support us monetarily, again, you can always join our patrons by going over to patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone and sign up for just a dollar a month. Thanks so much. We'll see you on the next episode of the happy hearthstone. <laughs>